Hello guys, thank you for joining us today. Tito Max, I'm joined by Tito. So we'll be discussing the debt issue of our country, corruption, and everything in between. Karibuni sana. So, uh, so Tito, there's a lot of noise that has been made. Um, everyone apparently seems to hate Uhuru Kenyatta uh, because of how everyone is talking about he's taken us into so much debt. What, what is your opinion on all that? All that is true. Um, I think I think all that is true. What you're saying, mm-hmm. um, there's been so much um, anger going around. I think everyone has been angry, even yourself. Although where we are called. Um, we can't. We can't rely on you. No, we I can't have rely been. on your anger. <laughs> Why are you saying I've been angry? I have, I have not been angry. In fact, the last time we met, you are very much against Uhuru. Right now, you you are about to campaign for him to go an extra two years. No, it's no, just no, unacceptable. No. It, yeah, just a minute. I want to. I want to get my facts right before we continue. So that good. So anyway, first of all, <laughs> where, where are you getting your facts? From? No, no. Let, let's continue. So the thing is, Tito, uh, when it comes to. Um, uh, Kenyans have, uh, have been very mad about these uh, massive projects and people saying Kenya is going to default on not not Kenya, Kenya is going to default uh, Uhuru is going to put us into a very bad uh, debt situation and uh, in fact he I already have, has no, he's not going to do it he's not, already done it but now you see one thing you need to understand Tito uh, COVID is to blame for some of the problems that we're having um, how so? because um, IMF actually um, uh very very clearly indicated that uh, the Kenyan economy was going to w- was uh, going to be the strongest economy immediately before COVID hit, um, and then with COVID we slumped to negative one point one percent or something like that. And then uh, they predict, due to the measures that were put in place, our economy is going to ba- bounce back in a very very strong way. We'll be the we ha- will have the strongest bounce back in this entire region. And, and honestly, so that's according to according to the IMF. The IMF, yes, it's the same guys who are loaning us. But now you see, well, let me explain something about governments. You know, um, how uh, and to our audience, I've done a good <laughs> amount of research for this. For but, this but you know, I just checked your LinkedIn mm-hmm. uh, very recently, and mm-hmm. it reads sales engineer. So exactly. about government. So so oh, wow. Yeah, if I'm in sales, that tells you that I know a, a bit about money. I, I know a bit, a bit about how uh, I have some interest in, in in economics. But anyway, so um, how governments how governments um, are able to control um, how how governments are able to make a strong economy is usually dependent on spending. I was telling someone today. Um, <clears throat> Whenever government spends money, the economy grows, right? Mm-hmm. So even if even if Uhuru was to go on top of of of, of Times Towers and throw, so maybe maybe just do a bit of explaining on how on how the economy grows when the government spends money. Okay, good. So um, so uh, it all boils down to the the economics of of liquidity, mm-hmm. the economics of money being present in the economy. Um, so what happens is um, when today Moretti has a thousand shillings, Moretti will be able to go to Mamamboga. He will be able to buy the thing that Mamamboga is selling. Mamamboga mm-hmm. will be able to go uh, uh, use that money, uh, go to the supplier, uh, the seeds, buy the seeds, 
plant the seed so it cascades throughout the economy so it's very very critical that uh money is in circulation but to a control extent so that you don't have inflation right so and that's what i'm saying whenever the government spends money uh it's how the economy grows when you want to stimulate an economy as a government how you how you do that is by injecting money into the system right but now it's usually much much more um valuable when you spend money in the system on actual things that will uh will will bring benefit to the people in this sense um if today who was to go as I, was, i will tell you if who was to go, was to go get, take a hundred thousand and throw it at everybody it will still stimulate the economy that's true but it is much much more valuable when they take that money and spend it on a project like a road on on power expansion um uhuru has done a very good job in terms of uh power penetration during the period of time that we have that kind of spending is what actually stimulates the economy right and so there is usually um so and a very good example actually is uh, what Biden has done in the US they they they, they give people checks for 400 1400 USD that in itself has helped um sustain the american economy uh it uh, has helped keep the american economy afloat that's right i agree with you that's yeah. exactly what the government was trying to do um when covid started with this kazi ukavijana program where yes. mm. you had guys um cleaning around um just doing things things around and yeah. getting paid so mm. they're just trying to get money back into the system yeah but i don't think that had any lasting effect so for me I, i think i think my challenge is um that not all that money mm-hmm. is getting back to like um revamping the economy as it should be because you have like these mega projects yeah. and a lot of this spending is on infrastructure on infrastructure and very huge projects mm-hmm. and you find that even even the companies um that are working on those projects mm-hmm. There's a good number of them that are foreign. Yeah. And there's so many layers um and loopholes where money is lost such that the amount of money that actually um remains in in the economy mm-hmm. money which ideally should now um come and revamp the economy not not much of that is getting down um to the economy down to the common money and that's where the disconnect is we are having a lot of infrastructure we are growing in terms of infrastructure but in terms of what is trickling down to the common monainchi wanjiko mm-hmm. it's not there yeah, let, let me let me put it this way um when uh, so in terms of in terms of debts um there's usually before before i because i think that is a whole different discussion because as the next thing we're going to discuss let me address this issue that you've raised of the money not trickling down to the common monenchi um when huru goes and gives that person 500 shillings per day right at at a singular level when you zero it, when you zero it in to that particular person um there is uh a possibility that you might not be able to appreciate the extent to which that helps uh, stimulate the economy but that money being in the system that new money that wasn't there coming in, into the system um actually does a massive 
role uh, when you look at it in a, in a larger scale uh, is one aspect i agree I, i have a friend of mine um who works for um one of the contractors for for the massive companies that have been given um those projects and uhuru uh, actually uh was quite intentional in making sure that uh some of those uh works that can be done by local companies was given to local companies so that uh you don't loan us the money Mm. uh bring all your resources and take them back and also these big uh, uh, uh foreign companies that are doing the project they've heavily employed kenyans to work within their ranks so um in terms of in terms of tax in terms of new job created you had the numbers on this no, no, we 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 can always get them but i'm telling you from a fact that i know a few uh, uh, quite a few number of people that work within those um, uh, organizations like chenawi they have they have offices in kenya which where they've employed kenyans right so but what proportion but my point is this what what, what proportion of my that? point is this. Uh, when when you look at it from the point of uh this is new money that has gotten into the system that is one the second actually aspect also of the project is you are able to open up uh areas that were previously unopened my my boss comes from a place in moranga a very agricultural rich place before the projects be, before uhuru constructed the road that accessed them where they are mm-hmm. from moranga a very agricultural rich place to the main road it used to Uh, the, the journey was about one and a half hours but now with the road it takes about 30 minutes so some of these small things so you can imagine what that shortened trip is able to do to stimulate the economy when it's cascaded in a larger scale people are able to get their produce produ- produ- produces to the market quickly um people are able to be more that's efficient and, and efficient is money yeah that's true and that's the whole point of um development in terms yes. of infrastructure yeah um something which uru hasn't done a better job he has tried but there were those numbers going around today bro let me tell you there were those numbers going around today i, I can give you the numbers if you want kenya right now uh with, within the last within the last 10 years that, that they've taken over we have i think number 2 or number 3 best road penetration in africa right within the same period of, the, the same period of time our electrical connectivity is way way higher That's okay. And I don't no, think, no, no. I don't even think that I'm, I'm just I don't think that's that's um a huge concern. I think mm-hmm. people people are just complaining that we are broke. But now there's no money going around. And you see so we might have the best roads but we are sleeping hungry. I I do agree with you, but you see Tito in the capitalistic kind of a world uh booms uh, economic booms and busts are part of the cycle as an as someone who's been in finance you know how the economic graph looks like we'll have a period of extended growth we'll have a, a period of extended growth and then inevitably it 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 it, it busts it elapses that's true and, and let me finish my point so it is a system that is inevitable in the capitalistic world especially where and it's usually created it uh, that curve is usually created by the fact that we have credit we are creating new money out of the blue it's a bubble that is inevitably going to burst but the burst usually is due to two reasons because uh, two reason number one, it can be due to the economic machinery where uh, w- uh, like the 2007 uh, 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 the 2007 um, uh, recession the second one can be due to a blip in the system like covid so a blip in the system is much 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 easier to clear because 
uh, it's it hasn't uh, because essentially what happens is people are holding on to their money. The big boys who spend money on projects, people who spend money on all these things are holding on to their money to wait for the bleep in the system to come in. Like now, in this case, it's due to COVID. And the moment the COVID issue has been cleared, the system goes back. It, it happened when the first time in, in, in last year, we, we noticed the moment Uhuru opened up the economy, finally jobs came back. Finally, the economy was beginning to heal because the recession was not caused by uh, the economic machine. It was caused purely by that bleep that is COVID. So my point is, right now we might be having this issue that we are facing of, of joblessness, but I can tell you for a fact, the moment, um, the moment the economy is able to go back, we're able to open up. Jobs are inevitably going to come back because people will be able to, sp- the big boys are going to be able to, s- to spend their money to, to do the things that they're supposed to do. Uh, maybe their businesses expansion and R&D, whatever that causes money to come back into the system and, 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 um, and we shall be able to, to, to be, to be whole again. So I'm just saying, yes, it's unfortunate. It is very unfortunate, but it is not Uhuru's fault. In fact, I tell people Uhuru might be one of the best presidents that this country will ever uh, will ever have. Um, I beg to differ. Differ? I beg to differ on a very public fact. Continue. Corruption. Let me tell you something about corruption. Uh, Tito, uh, be, be, the, the so biggest... this is you going on record defending corruption. I'm going on record defending logic. Let me tell you two things, Tito, that people are very mad uh, are, uh, about Uhuru about <laughs> one of the things that people are very mad at Uhuru for two things one they are saying our debt is run away secondly they're talking about corruption do we start do we address the debt first or we address the, the corruption first corruption let's address corruption first two things um i usually say one uhuru uh, has had a very transparent government in the sense that information decimation in terms of even for the first time, people attacking the president, calling him Jaden and Wanjohi and all these things, Wamashati, with no consequences because um, Kenya has one of the most, uh, I would say, developed um, uh, country in terms of uh, information, right of expression. Uh, we, uh, as long as you're not defaming anyone, no one is going to ask your question. In this entire Africa, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm maybe rival just by Nigeria, uh, or even I say we rival Nigeria in terms of our freedom of expression. So, so, and right to information. And the fact that maybe, it's just maybe, the fact that we are able to get that information could be, a, a, I'm just saying could be that maybe Uhuru, Uhuru's government has, uh, we have more access to information in a more uh, vibrant way than was previously possible. So maybe corruption has always been a problem in this country. It's just an, in this particular regime. And you can also appreciate that Uhuru has been very, I would say, patient uh, with people insulting him, people uh, chastising him. It's because he knows he's guilty. No, 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 no. It's because uh, our constitution allows us those kinds of rights. And secondly, um, I'm, I'm not defending uh, corruption. Uh, let's the record show I'm not defending corruption, but I'll tell you something, Tito. My biggest problem with corruption that we have in Kenya is where money is taken out of the country. But if the money that was stolen 
was 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 and i don't think honestly that money is to the level that uh has been stolen because otherwise uh, organizations are like imf would imf wouldn't give us a loan imf would not allow us that line of credit they disal- they, they refuse to give nigeria Rwanda, the one that everyone is always uh, hailing, oh, it's one of the best, whatever. They are, they are teetering on being denied a loan by IMF. But why, even with quote-unquote the big corruption that Kenya has, for some reason we still are able to be given the loans? It's because our loan is sustainable, right? So my point is, even that corruption, my biggest problem with the corruption of Kenya is, is that people take money out of a country. But if they were to state that money, if that money was to remain within our system, Kenya wouldn't have a problem, even with that corruption. A, a case in point is South Africa. South Africa has a, has a higher level of corruption than even, than even our country. But for some reason, um, because for some weird reason, people still invest within the country. Someone steals from the government, goes start a, a winery or does, does a, or or goes and invests in real estate. Um, the money is able to circulate within within the economy right because let me tell you something tito we me and you we are very inexperienced in terms of economics but even top of top range economists in the world do not understand how debt and how public fund works because countries even that have corruption but still for some reason they are able, still able to grow china also have very very is one of the most corrupt countries in the world India corruption is so 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 bad but still for some reason the economies are still able to sustain growth year in year out because the money doesn't leave the system um i think you you mentioned about how we now have access to information yeah. and that's what we already think that corruption is now worse mm-hmm. but the numbers don't lie yeah um if for example you look at the roads mm-hmm. that um, Kibaki built and the yeah. cost the, of, of the roads that he built. Yes. Right now we have very inflated uh, projects. Yeah. And that does not make any sense. Mm-hmm. So that that is corruption. If you look at how the roads are built in mm-hmm. this country, mm-hmm. even even some of these major projects, there's not one single road that has been built where you will not find um a politician, one of these big guys, benefiting in a very massive way, yeah. privately. So, like, the country is run by just a small group of people, and this is where you find that um, a lot of money is being spent, and that impact is not being felt on the ground. Like That is not the reason. This, um, actually, it was just this week where I think CBK reported that right now, as we speak, we have the highest amount of money circulating the economy mm-hmm. in the history of Kenya. Mm-hmm. Right now, as we speak, yeah, but people are suffering left, right, and center. So, how do you explain that? You see, um, you see, the, the you see the problem already is mm-hmm. we we have we have been so okay with corruption. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've come up with ways of stealing money, yeah, such that uh, money is being stolen, yeah, uh, by the same people that are running our government. Yes, uh, systems have been put in place to protect these people. Yes. Still with impunity. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's the ordinary Kenyans who are suffering. Even this whole IMF issue, people are not thinking economically. If you go to or if you go if you go on YouTube right now, I think on KTN's page, um, they were doing these interviews across the country, from Yosingishu to Kisumu to Eldoret to Nyeri. And you have ordinary Kenyans complaining, saying these loans are not helping us. 
um, we don't want Uhuru, we don't want this and this. You see, the thing is, all these are not economists. They're, yeah. They've not done that, that, analysis. That's, that's, that's what I'm getting even agitated because... Let me make uh, my point. Yeah. They've not done um, any analysis on how Kenya works. Um, they're not economists. Which, which people? So, like all these ordinary Kenyans. Yeah. Um, okay, of course, I don't have numbers, but I doubt we would have that many economists. Roaming, <laughs> roaming <the streets. laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But so th- the point is, um, things are different. Mm-hmm. The economic situation of the country is is not good at all. Yeah. And ordinary Kenyans are feeling it, and they are protesting. Even this whole IMF issue, not 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 everyone understands. Actually, not many people understand how how it works and all that. It it's it's a political statement. People people are just people are just um, uh, people are just trying to make the government listen. Yeah. Um, and try to have the government um, enact different policies. This is what I'll say. Um, the, the the debt problem of Kenya actually, uh, I would say, is accountability. Maybe the discussion that that as a just, country just use the right word, yeah. corruption. No, no, no. Uh, accountability of how the money is spent. So um, let me let me let me put it this way: how how government borrows money is not uh, how Tito and Kabingu or Moretti would go borrow money, right? Um, you know how government borrows money, right? Uh, the, 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 is it release or the print out, not print out, this is digital, but they release bonds, right? And half people buy those bonds, okay? Mm-hmm. So what happens is, um, now these bonds, um, when you hear Kenya has borrowed money from England, for example, it's not England, the country, that has gone into its central bank and given us money. It's usually private institutions, it's usually private citizens or, or government institutions, like maybe the central bank of, 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 of the German, uh, Germany can go borrow bond, can come and buy the Kenyan bonds, or uh, the pension fund, for example, can buy bonds. So, what happens is the these bonds usually have interest very low interests uh some apparently uh, economists don't understand why the the interest on these bonds has globally has been going down right but so the i'm seeing the interest that you as a government you're going to pay the person who's bought your bonds but now there is a there is a catch countries that countries that have good uh, that have a good um, credit history, they're able to get very good uh, rates. That's why Kina, US, and all these countries, um, you will find that they have they're able to borrow a lot of money because the interest rate that they are being given is low, right? But countries like small economies and ours, you might find the interest that they're being charged by these particular people is usually um, higher. In fact. So uh, the, the point I'm building to is, so interest is usually the most, the thing that you look at when it comes to these loans, the interest that you're being charged. And the interest that you're being charged is usually uh, dependent on the size of your economy. And secondly, it's usually uh, uh, determined by your loan paying uh, 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 credit worthiness. Let's put it that way. That, you, that if the bond is supposed to be cleared by March, you've cleared that bond. 
it's very very critical that a country meets those otherwise they go into something called default and default is the worst thing that can happen in money borrowing circles so what happens is um a country uh, so so i'll give you an example a country like greece uh greece greece had a very bad uh, scenario because they defaulted on their loans and once you, the moment you default on your loans you you charge very very high interest you're not able to repay you're you're, you're not you're not able your, your economy suffers because now government is run on deficit most of them so you're not able to meet your budgetary uh estimates and so the, the economy suffers let's go back to now uh, this issue of loans so uh, this issue of, of of bonds so so tito what happens is um it is very very critical that a country meets its financial loan obligations to these people who've borrowed loans i'll give you an example kenya ukiangalia debt ya kenya i think it's 7.2 billion is this around 7.2 billion trillion yeah uh, oh, sorry trillion no problem so half of the debts that 7.2 trillion half of it is owned by kenyans okay half of our debt is owned by kina kcb kina tito who has bought bonds uh, companies like yours uh, the, the the money markets uh, it's half of it is owned by kenyans and then ha- the other half is owned by foreigners so it's the same thing atizo the half that is owned by foreigners is not owned by those governments it's owned by the economy that's the right way to put it that debt is owned by the economy of that country if maybe china is the only actually the only country in the world where the government nyenyo inakupatia loans because the institutions that are loaning you are owned by the government they are owned by the state so as a country when you're when you're taking out your loans it is very very critical you ensure that the interest that you're paying on your debt yeah the interest that you're paying on your debt is lower than the rate at which your gdp is growing that is what you should make sure so that way at the end of the day the loan will cancel out and go down if your gdp is growing faster than your 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 int- the interest rate that you're being charged on these bonds then your economy will do well right it only makes sense isn't it but now Uh, when you look at our economy in the 10 years that Uru has taken over our gdp has grown over 50% like since the time kibaki took over the curve was like uh like this going a bit flat flat and then suddenly it elapsed and went and it shot up so that means the the interest that we're being charged on 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 the loans is sustainable enough for the imf to give us loans to weather this storm that we're in right now and the IMF itself is saying that after the covid uh period is over we'll have the best bounce back in the entire region where did you get this data from i can share with i'll share with you the the, the links uh for the for the places I, i get my information from what happens tito is that now we have a problem yeah as a country covid hits the economy needs to continue so in fact what people don't understand is that imf is owned by the 180 countries that are members of it so imf inakuanga kama sako where you cannot meet your financial obligation due to something that happened suddenly so they give you very cheap loans cheaper than the market rate right so um the imf if it doesn't loan you money 
four things will might happen or uh, 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 so for for we have a scenario of four things thing number one, the country can do austerity measures right where they decide to cut down on costs cut down on employees or foot employees kwa Kenya power you'll start having issues with Kenya power wapunguze mishahara ya polisi for example uh, police were quite disgruntled there is a lot that a lot, a lot of bad that comes with austerity measures and again economists have found out that austerity measures are bad during an economic downturn because again you are taking money out of circulation during a downturn you need money into the system second thing that can happen is that you could uh for example now uh borrow money to to service the debt and that is when the imf comes in yeah the third thing that would happen you could print more money which can cause uh, which can now cause a hyperinflation the fourth thing and uh, now that that a country can do when they find themselves in a situation that Kenya is in right now is you could say you know screw it i i'm going to default i'm not going to pay the debt so now defaulting as i told you earlier is the, one, the worst thing that a country can do right so now the imf comes in and says no we are going to pay we are going to give you money that is going to be able to service the loans that are outstanding their requirement is very very small it's like a circle literary so you are able to service the 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 debt that the, the debt that are outstanding and avoid going into default because as i mentioned default is one of the worst things that can happen so now this loan uh, uh who comes in and says uh we are going to use this money to buy vaccine or not to buy vaccine oh yeah you can use it to buy vaccines but again the thing with imf loans they come with spe- specific things like they will say uh, spend this money to expand the hospital that you're going to vaccinate people in or spend this money to finish up or to you know to specific aspects of of the economy so now tito your question was how how the, the fact that it doesn't trickle down to the common mwananchi now my point is the mwananchi unfortunately in a, in, a, in 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 an economic downturn they are usually the people that suffer the most suffer the most the common mwananchi because they do not have the liquidity uh, i would say flexibility that someone with means has right Uh, 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 someone who has means when they have divested their 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 portfolio in such a way that hospitality uh, like sakinawuru i'm sure if hospitality kishindwa they are still in banking a bank uh, 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 hospitality kifungwa they are still in milk so they have divested their money in, in the economy in such a way they are still in yeah they are still in milk They, no they are not stealing milk oh, they are, they are in milk <laughs> oh, i see how that can be a pun but that was not a pun uh, but my point in all this honestly is debt is not a problem debt is a good thing countries need debt to service their deficit agreed so the problem you're saying is even if this money comes into the system and you've you've given a very good uh, point where central bank is saying in the history of Kenya we've not had um the kind of money that is in circulation as i mentioned earlier what central bank is saying the amount of money they have printed the amount of money that they have released into the system is the highest but there is a very high likelihood that that money is lying in people's banks right is lying in people's banks because we don't spend money in a pandemic. I, I work in I, I work I, I work in the capex industry and I can tell you for sure 
the moment Uhuru opened, projects started opening up. Because people have money in their accounts, but it is not flowing into the system. It is not flowing into the economic machinery. So the only way... See, let, me, let me finish my point. The only way the common mwananchi will be able to benefit is if the big boys who have money in their account... I'm sure, probably, if you're being honest, this is the highest you've saved up since uh, since you started working in this period of time because you don't spend money uh, on things you want to go to rent or something can happen in this COVID and you need immediate you know like people are holding on to money they're not spending but the moment people start spending money let me give you a very practical example if for 1500 Biden alipiana do you know before that people are holding on to money but if Marichi, you're not arguing no, no, from no. the perspective of a common money no 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 let me expl- let me give you a very practical example Tito 14 this 1400 dollars that uh, Biden gave out people wasted it people went buying the newest PS people went buying the there was a surge in buying luxury clothes the Yeezys and of this world were bought by that money and what did that do it helped stimulate the economy it helped now this company Yeezy they're able to spend more money in R&D they're able to buy more leather from where they buy it from The, the the people who buy the PS, uh, the shops now, they are able to employ more people. So that my point is, Tito, how the economy works is if money is not lying in the bank, it is making rounds in the system. Central bank I might think, tell us they have the highest... Really, I, think, I think our problem here is not exactly how the economy works. Wow. It's exactly about what's not working. What's not working is COVID. And, and what's not working, mm-hmm. uh, you alluded to something that uh, I know the GDP of um, Kenya has been growing. That's, that's, that's true. Mm-hmm. But the rate at which we are spending, mm-hmm. in, even in terms of recurrent expenditure, like we, we are running our budget um, at a deficit. Which is good. It's which is not good if we are not producing t- as much But the numbers Moriti, Moriti, the numbers show us that we are producing Moriti, so much. The balance of trade is very imbalanced. But 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 I'm telling you the for... shilling has been weakening. It's it's been at at its weakest I think since I don't know why. I think, I think it has been at the lowest point. The reason is every every, every there is no uh, I stand to be corrected but I'm sure most currencies in the world have devalued because money is not making rounds in the system. Tito I'm telling you our problem. Do you know do you know China um grew 18.1% the highest since the 1980s in, uh, in the previous year and that is understandable that is understandable Tito, so, because so our our problem but, is not a global but now what about the other countries problem. what about the other 200 and something countries Tito, that have suffered in you, the hands of covid you cannot compare us ourselves with europe but the well, developed countries but who, i can tell you for a fact the economy has also been hampered do you know china what Tito, do you know why china or china's economy was one of the best performing in the world It is not people people blame people are saying it's because they brought us the virus and then they they ramped up their capacity no china already had the capacity to be able and they had been supplying to the world uh, or, or even That's before a very covid smart move by china no i'm saying they had been they had been supplying the world even before covid so when covid hit they found them with the capacity to be able to supply to the world whatever the world needed when your factories were shut down So it's not an issue of covid it's already they had been creating capacity year in year in year out year out so when the f- covid finally came they had the capacity when your countries are shut down 
they had the capacity to create for you masks they had the capacity to provide for you medicine they had the capacity to be able to provide what the world needed not because of covid but because of the capacity they had been building so it's not surprising that when when the rest of your economies were shut down because of, of travel restrictions and all that china was able to stay afloat because they had the capacity to do it so maybe so, we need to check how much power we've given china so, over the so, years so, because of our addiction so what are we saying shoes. what are we saying about our situation what 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 i'm saying about our situation is this tito our problem is not so much about corruption at the moment or our runaway loans it is a blip in the system due to covid and once Moretti, covid is left Moretti, our economy is going to be the highest biggest bouncing back in in Moretti, it is you're speaking as if you're not a Kenyan. I am Kenyan. I am fully aware as COVID, a Kenyan. COVID started barely a year ago, March of 2020. Yes. Our problems, we've had our problems since as far back as is it 2018 or 2017. But Tito, facts so, don't Moretti, you're trying to sanitize a very ugly situation here. No, 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 no. I'm not trying to sanitize an ugly situation. I'm just saying facts don't usually care about feelings, Tito. We need to be objective. We need to look at the numbers. We need People to see People are sleeping hungry have feelings, Moretti. Tito Let me tell you something. When you put even when American NGOs are borrowing money to come and squander here by living in Karen, they are executive living in Karen, they show very glim pictures of Africans emaciated and crying. That's what that's what they do. But so my point is you can make a situation even more emotional if you want to. But as a president, I, hear me out. Moriti, I'm just glad to tell you. that not everyone is going to hear this podcast. Tito, just hear me out. Just Hear me out. As a president, as a president you are the president of 40 million Kenyans, right? You are the president of 40 million Kenyans. I am very sympathetic. I know people who've suffered greatly in the hands of COVID. I know people who've suffered greatly in the hands of unemployment caused by the economic downturn. But Tito, I can tell you for a fact, as a president of a country, you can't afford to zero in into the individual emotions of every Kenyan. Nothing will get done. As a president you look so, you look at the bigger picture Tito. You have to look at uh how 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 do I manage a larger scale of situations as opposed to individual situations. That is my point. Fine. What then do you say about how we've not had we've not created an enabling business environment? Uh, you have you have companies running away from Nairobi. Can we check left right and center? Ease of doing business index. We see yes, just where check. Kenya is. Just check. Sawa. Because and I can just, tell you for and, a fact, and check, and check, we and check are, its position of yeah. consecutive years yeah, and no see problem. if we have been improving. No problem. Is of doing business in Africa. Number one in Africa right now is Mauritius. Sawa, sawa. So Mauritius has been number one uh, for three consecutive years. Number two is Rwanda. Number three is Morocco. Number four is Kenya. In the entire Africa is of starting to do business uh, starting uh, business we have been consistent in the last three years so i'm just saying in as much as we have emotional uh, uh, it's easier to get emotionally riled up on social media but what are the facts on the ground our economy was in a place where we had issues due to uh, maybe the interest rates going up or whatever but i can tell you for a fact tito we have the strongest economy we are we are the, the, the strongest economy in sub-saharan africa i think is south africa nigeria then us 
tumepita hata Angola who have one of the highest oil reserves in this in the in the sub-Saharan Af- uh, world in the in the southern hemisphere we have a stronger economy than Ghana even this Ethiopia that people tout our economy is strong and one of the strongest things about the Kenyan economy is it's not usually pegged on one thing Nigeria Nigeria's economy is pegged on oil South Africa's economy there is a lot of minerals that that strengthen their position but what can you see is Kenyans st- a strong point our economy is very very well distributed it's very well evened out so i always just say in as much as we hate uhuru let us appreciate the capacity because uhuru's presidency has, has all been about creating capacity the capacity that uhuru has created to position this country as one of the strongest economies in africa as we finish honestly i i, I want to say um that uhuru has had a very unfortunate run as a president because of the circumstances that surrounded him and the vision that he had was definitely going to be very expensive right the the vision that he had for the, for the country people compare uhuru to kibaki i'm like uh anybody taking over from moi even me i would have uh, grown the economy but kibaki that's a lie no no my, my point is moi had taken the country to negative an average Kenyan would, would have driven the country but but we don't know what you could have done no that's an example goodness can you take okay. a joke okay. so but uh, uh kibaki kibaki was coming from a a very comfortable position to show improvement but, uh, and he did a good job in bringing back the businesses that had run away he did a very good job in spurring the economy into a growth path uhuru's vision was to create capacity to make Kenya now a middle income country and in my opinion in terms of the of, of the infrastructure that he's put in place in terms of in terms of um the 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 the, the capacity that is created even for starting business Kenya had, I think has the best access to government services in Africa through the Huduma Center initiative you can access all government services including a passport through Duma centers because um, of whose efforts the cost might have been very very high right but as i as i said debt is never a problem we should never be scared of our debt we it's a small price to pay at the beginning but then the fruits that we stand to benefit in the long run end up uh, end up end up making the country a very valuable asset even for foreign investors and even us uh, by extension At the moment things might be thick but I'm just saying um the future looks very bright for our country. Um so as as we bring this to a close I feel like Moriti you've tried you've made your attempt at defending the current regime. Um Oh yeah you've tried I must give you that. And we are not saying that our government is a total failure. I mean thank God we have um we have some peace uh, we not having a civil war freedom uh, of expression for all our problems we are having good roads very good um, roads at that go to uganda and tanzania you will know kenya is europe at least we have a kenya power and lighting company um, at least it exists uh, with all its problems so we are not saying that we live in a jungle 85% access to power tanzania has is it 35 five days a week yes but 35 days a week, you people anyway mm-hmm. 
you can't please Kenyans honestly what what, what we are saying mm. i think moreti the complaint that has been there has been um from the ordinary monanji and from where i stand the disconnect i see even with the government s- strategy is mm-hmm. like there's a lot of focus on on the mac on the on the on the macro mm-hmm. level mm-hmm. but the micro economy is neglected and the, and the majority of the kenyan economy mm-hmm. is um is micro it's 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 the this hard the household the no, mamboggers every economy the has micro and macro I'm saying the majority of our economy mm-hmm. is um the small scale uh business people what is ma- what's a tito what's the difference between macro and micro micro macro uh, ma- but even if i was in europe as an individual i'm part of a macro economy right macro and micro right if my the money that i go to 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 i pay the bus with is part of a of microeconomics isn't it it is but i'm talking about the households mm-hmm. I'm talking about the households and those small biasharas that 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 make up um like the bulk of the Kenyan economy. Mm-hmm. And from where I stand I feel like that that is what has has, has been neglected. Like the government keeps on making policies um that are very um that are very grandiose. Mm-hmm. But they, they 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 fail to address how the common mananchi is mm-hmm. going to um feel that impact mm-hmm. and this this issue about corruption and uh, accountability where our government has done terribly thanks to access to information we now know how bad that is mm-hmm. um projects are being done to benefit private persons we now have um an entire railway line that cost billions of money that's not being used at all um because of have, covid We have no don't say that please. Yeah, it's because of covid. This year that's being operational as it it's been in losses. Of course we don't expect to break even within the first one year. And they do not think we should even attempt to it's but, good but those losses bo- are just those losses are just huge. Mm-hmm. So mismanagement is just it's it's just pretty obvious. And and that is not something that we should we should not defend the government on that front. And Kenya is a very rich country and it's a very good economy if if we had better management i believe kenya would actually be at the leading economy in, in in africa so the complaint largely has been around corruption mm-hmm. and especially how corruption has been normalized because our president acts um like he can do nothing about it like he's not the president so the the cry of the common monarchy is not It's not even an economic uh, as, as I was telling you. We are it's crying because we don't have we cannot see the leadership. We uh, cannot see the leadership from 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 the leader. Like when COVID came, we had the COVID billionaires scandal. Like we have people that are ready to benefit privately from any government um project that that is uh, that, that that is set up. And that is what people are um, are crying about. We do not we feel like we don't have um a leadership that can um that can properly ensure we have integrity in the management of our money. If we the government we saw it um like dealing with cash and everything everything was working well. Mm-hmm. At least as citizens we would have that confidence in our government that okay we might not see the results immediately. 
but we trust our government to have the best plan for us but because we see the way things are being managed even when you promise us stuff it's usually hard for us to trust this government i, I think that's the problem in in, in kevin um even as we finish um i'll say this i am not i, I corruption is horrible it's it's terrible it, it's it's taking money from the poorest person and giving it to the richest person by all means i agree but i'm just saying that our debts even with our corruption is still sustainable in the sense that we excuse me we are still able to grow even with the circumstances of corruption that's the first point second point i'll give you a a, a, a scenario um we you you have kabingu you're earning 200k and then kabingu decides i am going to construct houses to to boost my earnings right so we have kabingu earning 200k and then you have the same kabingu in a period where he's taken a loan to pay for the construction of the house his income goes down by 50,000 or even 80,000 is earning less he has to put in some measures to tighten the himself for this period and then there's the kabingu in the post loan period in the post the house being constructed period which kabingu of those three is the happiest the post loan the post loan yeah. which kabingu is the saddest the kabingu during the period of time when you had to cut down on your on your spending you had to maybe live in a smaller house so that you can be able to service alone is happier is sadder than even the kabingu before because 200k was, was good enough that is the story of kenya and again, those are the three I phases think no one is, dis- is disagreeing with what you're saying yeah the problem is is us the, trusting our yes, government i'm just saying the accountability is low and maybe that's something maybe uh make i've put a stain on uhuru not so much about the loans people think it's a loans but i think kenyans are very emotive because of how the money is being spent and how they feel like the money is getting stolen yeah i i'm not going to play the devil's advocate on that and i agree uh, we need better accountability i'm paying my taxes uh, and, and i need to feel like i'm not take paying my taxes and giving to a guy to go to the bahamas right so i'm just saying even with that, with that our loan is not a problem yeah. our problem is a problem of accountability and maybe that's something maybe the president uh, needs to mull over and and consider so in the end you've agreed with Tito I have agreed with the fact that currently I, no 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 no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying the the debt issue is, is a very emotional one um uh but our country is sustainable and I will support Uhuru even if he takes more loans because clearly the numbers support us being able to service even a big loan i do not believe our debt is sustainable imf chooses to disagree our gdp growth rate seems to disagree, disagree and our on low conditions that we are taxed more no 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 can i ask conditions you that those are usually can can i finish up on the, on the story of greece what happened with greece do you know what happened with greece tito No you I know you I know you 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 spent the entire weekend just, just <laughs> No 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 what happened with Greece in an in a nutshell is the fact that they did not have control or, or they did not have control uh, on their fiscal policy because they are part of the EU they're not able to print more money to be able mm-hmm. to to sort out their 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 issue the EU was not uh, was a bit reluctant giving them money and so finally when when they came to their to their rescue they had been borrowing money uh, actually the issue was 
lack of transparency. People are coming borrowing the money, but the, the, the amount of money they are saying that they owe is much more than what they have. So the interest rates that their loaners are giving them are still low, but the problem is much much worse. So when it finally exploded, uh, loaners decided, no, we are not going to give you interest. We are not going to give you those low interest. In fact, we might we are not going to give you money. So the country is stuck. So you do not have you are not able to print money to to sort out the issue because euros are printed in Nigeria and then you do not you are not able to have access to money uh from uh from from lenders it got so bad that the amount of money that was physically present in the country was equivalent to everybody getting 5000 shillings 50 50 euros 50 euros so even if you have 100000 today in your account you go to the atm you are told you can only withdraw 45000 for the 45 euros it that that's the risk of not having money in circulation right so i'm just saying and what really helped that uh, helped them out of that conundrum is having something we call the trika the european union the imf and i think the european bank came together gave them money to get out of this issue and those usually come with austerity measures you're told cut down cost here do one two three we need more accountability And that's why I'm saying probably even the IMF loan is a good thing in the sense that it will force us to be more accountable. So that's my point. And IMF agrees they give us the lowest interest rate that they could master. I saw that I used that announcement that they, they I put it in the group. They they give us the lowest interest rate to Amepiana I think in the entire Africa because that's how sustainable our debt is. They agree that our debt is sustainable uh, 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 against the interest rate and against our gdp growth so our debt is sustainable our issue is accountability and maybe that's where the discussion needs to go corruption <laughs> anyway thank you so much tito for that very exciting discussion thank you for having me i i think i think you were over prepared no no i was not over prepared i was just prepared next time you should give me a heads up mm. You'll come more prepared. <laughs> This is you knew what you were discussing you just came. <laughs> anyway, guys, we do a lot of research when it comes to these things so yeah, to begin my coffee. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for joining us. Um till next time. Bye.